Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Here We Are. The Bills took care of business in Orchard Park last week. It was a weird weekend with having to move the game, but the Bills won 31-17 over the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Bills now finally get to host Patrick Mahomes in their house. Orchard Park will be home to the division matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I love what we have going into this matchup. Will the defense be thin? Sure. Will the Chiefs' offense show up? Probably not. They absolutely stink. I cannot wait for this matchup, guys. We will break down some of the Steelers' game, but really we'll be focused on the Chiefs' game today. So, you have to be tough, guys. You have to dial in. You have to eat your Wheaties, and you have to bring your hard hats because we are going to war. Josh Allen is going to get us past this game, but you got to be loud, and you got to make that environment the worst that Patrick Mahomes has ever had to play. I'll talk to you soon, folks. Blueprint best two, times, it's the worst of times. It's the gift and the curse. R-O-C, yeah, number one click head. If you represent us, throw them diamonds up, yeah. Now let's be clear, I ain't going nowhere. Now that you know, holla at your boy. Oh, oh, oh. All right. Welcome, everybody. What a weekend it was in Orchard Park. Some of the worst snow and wind I have ever seen. Bills had to go against the elements through practice the entire week, got an extra day, and they got the job done. It was a job well done all around by the Bills. And man, this team is near impossible to beat when they do not turn the ball over. Josh Allen, since 2020, 17-0, when there's no turnovers. It's that simple. Mistake-free football, the Bills are going to get your number. And I fully expect that to be the case again on Sunday. Josh Allen was 21-30 for 203 yards and three touchdowns through the air and also had that 52-yard rushing touchdown. My God, was that a play. I was screaming, go down, go down, and it was one of those where like you, you have your coach and they're like, no, 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 yes, and that was exactly what it was. What a run, what a performance by Josh Allen. It, it's just something about this guy that when he gets into the postseason, he just kicks it into that next gear, and you can see everybody else feeds off that energy. You heard all the guys in the press conference talking about what that run was and how they're just in awe sometimes of Josh Allen's talent, as I am gushing right now about his performance. But there were some other guys in that game that I really think, when I talk about this being the most open that this window has ever been, it's it's not just the fact that we have our quarterback playing at an MVP level, but I think we finally have those players to compliment him that settle him down where a lot of his mistakes come when he gets like erratic and feels like he's got to make a play. His feet are kind of bouncing. You don't see a lot of that. And I attribute a huge majority of that to the success in the run game and James Cook. That final drive with Khalil Shakir on an unbelievable effort to get in the end zone, that was Joe Brady's best work 
in these eight games that he has been the offensive coordinator. I mean, what a drive. Comes right down, run, run, run. James Cook getting 10 yards a pop, and then it's easy for Allen to make. He doesn't feel like he has to make up for these negative plays. I think a lot of the time where Josh Allen gets in trouble is we'll run on first down, and then we're behind the sticks. And Allen fights with that old mentality he had where he feels like he has to be the one to get all those yards back. But Sean McDermott has shown in ability to go for it on fourth down and allow Allen to have an extra play to get those yards back. And it makes such a big difference. I mean, you saw that fourth down conversion that they had where Gilliam grabbed Reggie Gilliam, our fullback, grabbed Allen and just pushed him continually until he got over the line, almost surfed over the line. But I'm so encouraged by what's happening with this offense, and it was really interesting. I was traveling back from Rochester early this morning, and Joe and Jeremy were talking about something I thought was really interesting. It was how this offense, like, well, the question was, are the Bills playing as well as they can be? Like, are we getting the most out of this team right now? And, you know, Bills fans are so eager to get back to that consistent 30-plus point performance every week out of the Bills. And I just don't know if you're going to get that every single week. Granted, we got it last week against a decent defense, but no T.J. Watt. Would we have broken 30 with him in there? Probably, especially with the turnovers we forced. But... We don't really have a receiver right now that just jumps off the page at you after Stefan Diggs. But it got me thinking of when you go back to some of those Patriots teams, like those guys like Amendola and uh, Wes Welker, who was great in his own right, but like some of these kind of mid-tier, like higher-level wide receiver twos, like we don't really have that standout wide receiver two. I've been highly critical of Gabe Davis. By the way, it has been it will have been a month since the Chargers game in big game Gabe. If he goes on Sunday, fully anticipate him balling out because he has one great performance once a month, and we are exactly a month away. Factors into my confidence in the Bills. But... um. I just don't see these guys that jump off the page and the Bills have to have long sustained drives and move down the field, but it's amazing what that has done for Allen because he doesn't have someone that he can just launch it down the field to like he did when he had a John Brown, but he slowly chips away at it and he's just taking what the offense is giving them. And when you have a great run game, it allows you to do that. I really think that is going to be the key to success in this next game. And we'll get to that, but that throw to Dalton Kincaid was so perfect. And I've been highly critical of 12 personnel. I think with this team, though, what I'm starting to see more of is that without having that standout wide receiver too, putting an extra tight end on the field has paid huge dividends because 
Am I crazy about Dawson Knox? No, but he is good enough to beat the linebacker. And Dalton Kincaid can beat corners, let alone a linebacker. And on the Dawson Knox touchdown, it was because Dalton Kincaid got all the all the attention on the play action and Dawson Knox was wide open. Then you have Diggs on the outside on the Dalton Kincaid touchdown. Dan Orlovsky was breaking this down. You have Stefan Diggs, who draws double coverage. The safety shells over or shields over two digs to help. Dalton Kincaid runs a streak right down the middle of the field. He's wide open. Allen looks off his first option and throws it right to Kincaid. A dart off of a turnover, scoring on extra possessions that they get. That is why this team is so dangerous. We can score every single time we have the ball. And that is why I feel very confident as we go into this Chiefs game. When you look at the box score, if you're the Chiefs planning to stop the Bills' offense— how do you? Dalton Kincaid, Stefan Diggs, Khalil Shakir. Let's see who else here. Latavius Murray. You have multiple guys, James Cook, with more than two receptions. You also have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys that got targets. Nine different guys that Josh Allen's willing to dump the ball off to to get yards. How do you prepare for that? We, with a run game, like any of these guys have the ability to break away and get 10, 15 yards. And Khalil Shakir is starting to come into his own. And my God, I have high hopes for him because Legereus Sneed is as good as they get. I'm fully prepared for a digs letdown type game I'm really interested to see how they move him around but in the Steelers game other guys started to step up Deontay Hardy had a great 34 yard catch it almost looked like a punt return but that's how you get the job done and when we look at the defensive side of the ball I'm just going to keep going back to Sean McDermott I'm so critical of but I mean what a job well done by him and A.J. Klein is at the top of our defensive stat sheet from this game with 11 tackles, seven of which were solo tackles. That is no joke. For a guy that they were talking in his press conference, he was ready to go on vacation with his family. He had the RV packed up and everything and came into work. The Bills' defense has injuries in every single level of the defense, and it just doesn't matter. And, you know, the NFL is an offensive league now. All the penalties and everything are to benefit the offense. But everyone talks about like, oh, Kyle Shanahan's offense. He he schemes people open. He he's he's able to get plug anybody in and get the results that he needs. I'm kind of ready to say that Sean McDermott, at least this season, is one of the most brilliant defensive minds that we have because the work that he has put out with this team and you have guys like Kyer Elam coming in who was god-awful. And I'm, I'm undecided on if the injury was a big piece of why that was. But, I mean... This is the kind of production that we expect, and the defense is really banged up. There were guys going down every 10 plays in this game, but 
I'm I'm not as concerned as I probably should be for this game against the Chiefs with our defense. And I think we get a lot of the guys back. The two big ifs on defense are going to be Benford and Bernard. And if Bernard plays, I will be shocked. But the Benford injury just didn't look as bad as I think people maybe think it is. But we'll get a lot of answers today as the Bills have their final practice for the game. So, overall, a job well done. I don't care how you win in the playoffs as long as you just continue to win. That's all that matters. It's survive in advance. So, guys, Patrick Mahomes has never had to play on the road in the playoffs. And what a first game he has to play on the road now for his first road playoff game. The Bills right now by the matchup predictor have a 57% chance of winning. They are currently favored at three points. The Bills are. I think that line should be closer to five and a half. What has come out of this Chiefs offense that makes you think that they can go toe-to-toe with the Bills? In the past five games with the Chiefs, they have barely gotten over 20 points. The Raiders game, the Raiders didn't even complete a pass in the second half. And we're able to beat the Chiefs. And that's with Patrick Mahomes and Pacheco and everybody was playing. Now, the Bills have struggled to get over 30 points in their last five. They have two games in their last five games that they got over 30. I fully expect the Bills to break 30 points in this game. The Chiefs, if they cannot break 20 points, they are going to get steamrolled by the Bills. It will not be a contest. My score prediction for this game is 34-17. And I know you're people listening to this, they're going to laugh, say overly optimistic. But go to the Miami game. It's going to be similar elements. Obviously, it's not going to be as cold as it was in Kansas City. But it's going to be in the negatives, it looks like, or pretty damn close. What on that Miami defense did they have that the Bills don't that makes you concerned about this Chiefs offense? The Chiefs are as healthy as they have been all year on offense, and they scored 26 points, the vast majority being field goals, field goals of which were in the red zone. So against a Dolphins defense that had four guys that were off the practice squad that hadn't played a single down for the Dolphins this year, and the Chiefs couldn't get the ball in the end zone. And you can give me every excuse you want for the weather, but it doesn't matter because those Chiefs players didn't say a word about how cold it was. Obviously, it impacted it a little bit, but to not be able to punch the ball into the end zone with Isaiah Pacheco that's supposed to be this this wrecking ball of a running back, not being able to get it in, it, it just doesn't concern me, especially because the healthiest part of this Bills defense is our defensive line. And guess who did not play in the last Chiefs game? I know Pacheco did not play, but neither did Daquan Jones. And I'm telling you right now, Pacheco is not going to be the reason that the Bills lose this game. It will be Travis Kelsey if the Bills are to even lose. 
the injuries are definitely a concern to the Bills defense. I said Bernard and Benford are going to be the two most critical guys that I'm watching because if Benford's back, our secondary is as healthy as it can be with the exception of Trey White, obviously, that we haven't had since the Dolphins game. What a game that was. The Dolphins suck. I can't get over that. But if Teron Johnson and Rasul Douglas and Benford are in, who is beating us in the secondary? Like, Rasheed Rice is coming into his own. He's looking like he's going to be a long-term player for the Chiefs. But that, uh, like, I'm not, I'm not losing sleep over a rookie wide receiver. And the Bills were able to contain every bit of the Chiefs' passing game in the last matchup. Again, keeping in mind that Isaiah Pacheco was not playing, but I don't think it's going to matter. I, I love defensively how we match up against this team. Now, why I'm saying that Travis Kelsey could be an impact is, I mean, outside of the obvious, he's the best tight end to ever play, but his production is down this year. And, you know, he's still leading tight ends in yardage, but he's 400 yards off pace of where he was last year. And just by watching, he just doesn't look the same. He's dropping passes that, you know, in past years, you wouldn't have even imagined that he would be dropping. Not having our stud middle linebacker to be able to um, check him when he's out in the pass, that is a concern. But T. Dot Dodson has looked outstanding, missed last game, sounds like he's completely healthy and ready to go. If you can take away those options and keep Mahomes in the pocket, I, I just don't see this team being able to score against us. Now, there is a painful history of playoff games against the Chiefs. You have the AFC Championship game and you have the 13 seconds game. The AFC Championship, that was Josh Allen getting in probably his worst playoff game I've seen him play. Maybe the Bengals game, but Bengals were far like Allen was further along like I, I don't that was just a freak game but the AFC championship Allen had 80 yards into the fourth quarter and ultimately finished with like 125 never really thought we were going to win that game but everybody talks about how Mahomes owns the Bills and Nick Wright freaking moron Skip Bayless type guy all he talks about is why Josh Allen's not good enough and Josh can't get it done and you know Patrick Mahomes is the king and you know what he is the king of the AFC right now but if the Bills won that 13 seconds game outside of a freak happening for them to even be able to stay in that game the Bills are one and one against them and Allen played arguably the best well I'm not even going to say arguably. Josh Allen played the best playoff performance by a quarterback in a losing effort. If that Josh Allen shows up on Sunday, we are winning by 20-plus. I firmly believe that. Now, I do stand by that the Kings stay the Kings until they're dethroned. And as of right now, it is the Chiefs' division to lose no matter what. They have defended it. They've gone to Super Bowls. They've won Super Bowls. They have earned that right. <clears throat> but everyone's talking about this as a legacy-defining game. 
This is a legacy-defining game for Josh Allen for obvious reasons, but this is a legacy-defining game for Patrick Mahomes as well. Saying all the pressures on Allen, like I I get that angle, but Patrick Mahomes is moving into a new era with the Chiefs where who knows how many more years Travis Kelsey is going to be there. He doesn't have Tyreek Hill anymore. He got rid of that narrative last year by winning a Super Bowl. But you can just see this. This isn't the Chiefs team that Bills fans should have been fearing in previous years. These Chiefs struggle to score. They are horrible against their projected team totals. They struggle to get over 20 points. And when you look at playoff opponent records, this is the biggest data point that I, why I have so much confidence. The Bills underperformed all year. They had glimpses where they looked outstanding. But against the playoff field, the Chiefs' only two wins over playoff teams is against the Dolphins. The Bills, on the other hand, I'm going to pull the list up here because I was actually sending this to my buddies. Um, The Bills wins against playoff teams. We have beaten the Dolphins twice. We beat the Steelers, the Cowboys, Tampa Bay, and we beat the Chiefs. The Bills have the pedigree this year to beat better teams. And the can't win one score games, I think Josh Allen's made that pretty clear that with a decent defense, when he gives us the lead with under two minutes left, Sean McDermott has found the formula to close the game out. And if not for, again, Sean McDermott's old ways against the Eagles, that's another team that we would have beaten that was in the playoffs. I love our chances in this game, but I understand this pit in everyone's stomach is we go into Sunday night. But remember this. Patrick Mahomes has not had to go into this stadium when it is absolutely rocking, freezing cold, with a team that fully prepares to impose their will against him. There's no reason that we should be fearing anything that the Chiefs do. We fear our imperfections of our team. But I firmly believe... In this team, and man, the optimism is scary to a degree, but the Bills will win on Sunday. And then, that brings me to my next point, my betting favorites. I like the Bills minus two and a half and the Texans to win. And what does that mean? That means that we get to be back on our turf against the Texans to go to the Super Bowl. Now, we'll get to that if the Bills take care of business and the Texans take care of business and I earn you guys some more money. But being a Bills fan, again, is not for the faint of heart. But that at about 9.30, 10 o'clock on Sunday night when we're celebrating a massive win in Orchard Park and wherever the Bills are headed after that, so be it. But if they take care of business, guys, that is a new chapter in Buffalo Bills football because the Bills will again put their stamp on we are a team to not be fucked with. Stay with me, guys. I can't wait to be talking to you next week. The Bills 
are going to beat the Chiefs, and we will find a way to win. I don't care what the score is. As long as we win, it's survive in advance. Let's go. Dial in. Get your hard hats. If you're going, be loud. And God, beat the Chiefs. Take care, everybody. Let's go to war. They say we're supposed to grow, learning from the highs and lows. All eyes lying on me, oh, begging me to play the role. Cause I'm gonna get it right, I'm gonna get it right. They can try to hold.